When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, I always know what you mean. That was my line. <laughs> Second time, it never happened in Curb ever, and it's happened now twice in the first season of Friends, right? <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe in Curve, I think you said you always had two or three lines ready just in case. Yeah, I only had one this time. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friend's podcast between Pretty Good Friends. We are here today to discuss season one, episode 24, the season finale, the one where Rachel finds out, originally aired on May 18th, 1995. We've made it to the end of season one. I'm not sure if I was sure if we were going to do this. Um, ah, now that we finished season one, give me your like percentage like one out of a hundred or one to a hundred confidence ranking that we uh that we finish season two um i think we'll definitely finish season two all right um, all, all 10 seasons give me a uh, no that i won't say that i won't say well give me number um, one to 100 i'll give you number one to 100 i yeah. will say uh i'll say 60 40 yes oh okay all right but 100 think- zero for season two um 98 yeah Yeah, you know we're old men somebody could die yeah plus i mean um you know the the schedule comes out such that we will probably hit a new season of curb enthusiasm during season two at some point so you know that'll certainly be something we'll jump back into if and when it comes yes um so i guess you know and then who knows maybe we go into curb but we whatever we get we decide you know something you know who who knows you know um so that you know that throws a little bit more percentage points at the things the fact that we'll be taking a break from it at some point uh but still i think a very high likelihood we we go through season two and i would say likely season three then after that you know that's a lot of friends have already done and we'll see where things are. Yeah. But, th- but those I think are also just like the really good seasons, season two and season three, if memory mm-hmm. serves. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be uh, recording another podcast uh, with our mutual friend, Jared Jerome and mm-hmm. uh, listener to this podcast. I think uh, perhaps not as, as, as up to date on friends as he was on curb, but, and uh, for tech issues, we didn't, but I was going to start that one with a uh, ranting about my kids. So can I do that here instead? Of course. Yeah. My kids are the worst. Um, <laughs> and I'm about to embark at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. J- jointly and severally? Yes, or... <laughs> yes. Um, tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., we're all getting into the car to drive to Detroit. Uh-huh. Which is going to be wonderful. Yeah, that sounds um, really bad. Wait, you? you a, what, I thought yeah. I thought your family is all in Florida now. Well, my, my wife's parents, my in-laws live in Florida, yes. But right. we are all going to Detroit for Thanksgiving, um, including her parents and her brother and stuff. Her her cousin, who still lives in Detroit, her the oldest daughter is having a bat mitzvah. Uh-huh. It's the first on her mother's on on her side, on her dad's side, it's the first child of that generation to have a bar or a bat mitzvah. All right. So, I guess you yeah. gotta go to that. Um no, it'll be nice. Uh just the drive there won't be nice. And my no. oldest and my third have both lost um all screen privileges. Which is really bad for everybody. Yeah, why? Why? What? Why would you do that? Because we ran out of punishment. They they lost. Why? why make it also that they have to, you know, make diaries in the car, like as a punishment. Like, (laughs) why would you give that as a punishment? I I took away dessert. You just away yourself. What what else is there to take away? No, screens is the last thing you take away. Okay, so other than deserted screens, what else is there? Should I, I don't know. Them? Hit them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, my parents used to just hit me, and it was a much better system. <laughs> you, can't take, you can't take away screens. Yeah, my other son. Uh, and they had, know that. They know you can't take away yeah, the screens. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I really want to kill all my kids for different reasons. But um, but the, the second one, uh, Kobe, he um, he broke his arm the first day of school. Uh-huh. which was very sad for him because the following Sunday was starting the football season, the basketball uh-huh. season. And he's very yeah. into sports, this one. Yeah. Um. And, and relative to, you know, other eight year old, uh, you know, suburban New Jersey, Jewish kids, he's pretty good. So um, he comes back um, from his injury with, with like a shield on his arm, but he plays a lot, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that first game of the year scores a touch on the very first play has another touch on does very good. His team's happy. He'd have a back. 
last week was the playoffs, the first two rounds, and he they won both games, and he had like multiple touchdowns. He had pick six in both games. Like he played very very well. He's very excited. Unfortunately for him, he is not going to make the semifinals and the finals because those games, no games this Sunday because Thanksgiving, the following Sunday, which is the Sunday in between his brother, his birthday and his brother's birthday. We're taking the whole family on a ski trip, largely for their birthdays and also because they've never gone skiing and they want to go skiing. And it's a whole big thing. It's a big operation. It's very expensive, et cetera, et cetera. I know you're anti-skiing. So now Kobe starts crying and begging me all day Sunday. He doesn't want to go skiing. He doesn't want to miss the games. Let him stay home. And, you know, he'll sleep over with the friends and whatever. And. I'm like, no, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it because we've already committed to it. And, and, but in my head, I'm like, okay, Monday morning, I'll call and I'll see if I can cancel this stuff. And I cancel it, then I'll do it for him. And he's like, begging me, begging me, begging me. So Monday and today, I had like numerous phone calls because you got to call one number to cancel right. like the lift tickets and another number to cancel the ski school and another number to cancel the rentals and just like all over the place. And I finally, I complete everything. I haven't even completed everything. I still have one more thing to do, but like it's finally all done. And tonight he decides, I want to go ski. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck you. It's, it's insane. He's like, we've never gone skiing before. And if I don't go now, I won't have a chance for another 10 years. And I really want to go. And I'm like, 10 years. You'll go next winter. I'm, or like, Kobe, I'm like, Kobe, you were crying and begging me two days ago to not go so you could play your games. Yeah, kids are unpredictable. Oh, my God. He's the worst. I'm, I even told him. I said, like, before, I'm like, you're not going to come on the whole trip. You're going to go to school on, like, he's going to he's gonna sleep over on Sunday night, Saturday night, play football on Sunday. Then he's going to school on Monday while his brothers are missing school on Monday. I explained that to him. He was fine with all that. He was happy to not miss it, to go to school just to play football. Like, um, and now I know what's going to happen. It seems going to lose the first game, the semifinal. They won't even make the finals. And then mm. we'll play mm. one game. For, um, yeah, but so, so so he's crying about that. And it's So like, now everything is canceled and he's pissed. Yeah, and it was like, by the way, I was happy when he wanted to cancel because you didn't want to go either. <laughs> no, no, we're all going. Just he's not going. Oh, you were just I'm canceling saying, his. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, I was like, yeah, he's he's stay, he's having sleepovers with friends, and then he's going to go. Oh, yeah, we're all sorry, going. I missed that piece. I missed but, that piece. No, I thought I can, you were staying back with. Oh, him you think Jen would cancel this entire thing? I thought yeah. maybe just you were. I thought. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah Jen's not splitting us up. Um, <laughs> but I was happy to do it because it costs it costs a fortune, and if he doesn't want to do it, like better for everyone, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so now he wants to go. And now he's mad that it's canceled. Yeah, exactly. All right. It's well, like, well, he's a insane. bitch. Yes, he is. Um, he's the fucking asshole. <laughs> and he's not one of the two. Asshole. He's not one of the two bad ones who got punished tonight. The, the uh, two of them were much worse than him. So. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll save that for the next episode. Yeah. Are we ready to jump into the uh, season finale here? Or do you want to complain about your daughters? Um, no, they're both great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should have had girls instead. You should have had two girls instead of four boys. Or goldfish. Goldfish would be better. <laughs> goldfish would be great because they yeah. die very quickly. <laughs> and then you're just done. Yeah. All right. Let, let's hop into episode 24 here. But first the Pearl Jam. where Rachel finds out. Yeah. First Pearl Jam. So I, I'm going to say that that uh, tonight we're gonna we're the show's gonna be about friends. I actually don't know what I'm talking about exactly. Written by Chris Brown and directed by Kevin Bright. And um, I would say Rachel finds out two things in this episode, right? A little double entendre. She finds out a that Ross is in love with her, and that b Ross might be in love with somebody else. Yeah. Julie. Um, although I guess she doesn't find that out. We find that out. I don't. I think Rachel does not find out. And uh, I would say the um, one one of the most indelible images of early friends is Rachel standing by the uh, the gate with the flowers. With the, with the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like. I definitely remember that. This is also I really think very iconic as like Friends announcing itself as a, a show where like there's going to be like cliffhangers and big season finales and that sort of yeah. stuff. And like, in addition to the comedy, yeah. Um, which I think was like a big step forward in like sitcom storytelling. Like, you know, we're, we're still very in the Seinfeld model, right. Of just like you tune in any given week, you don't need to know anything. Um, and we're, you know, friends is really kind of a transition to, away from that towards like our new reality of TV. So like, it's, it's cool that we see that pretty quickly here. Yeah. But I mean, it's. It, it, I don't think that was a new thing, right? Like that existed way before. Yes, you know, so. yes, like, yes. It's I'm not a crutch. Seinfeld was almost like a, a brag, right? That it was such a good show that it didn't need to rely on any of that stuff. Yeah, but I still think it your, didn't need any plot. It was just your jokes, your standard sitcom pre this era is very much. You can tune in any week. There's no yeah. ongoing story. Like okay. if you have some familiarity with the characters, you're 100 percent fine. 
and friends starts to go into like it still is trying to do that because they're trying to maximize ratings but there's this other narrative arc going on and that really starts at i think the season one finale here yeah now i I didn't exactly remember when this episode ended and 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 then and the premiere began in other words i don't remember the exact moment of the cliffhanger Mm -hmm. like for example julie like like rachel sort of screaming julie over and over like like which happens obviously the beginning of the next episode like in my head i thought we were building to that got it yeah 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 um yeah i mean i've just you know i guess my uh my familiarity was more that i definitely knew like exactly the moment that it ends on like yeah um like with Uh, rachel still behind the flowers by the way is a very strange move for her to bring for him right um given uh more traditional uh, gender roles um, yeah right has has any woman ever given you flowers in any um, context. No, no, no context. In no context. Yes. And I've been picked up romantically from the airport after long breaks. And like, you know, <laughs> when I do it for her, I bring flowers. When she of does course. it for me, she does not bring flowers. No, you got to punch in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've gotten food and stuff, but like flowers right. is a strange choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, the, the the sort of the biggest takeaway for me this episode, which like from the time I first rewatched it last week, I mentioned to like multiple people over the weekend. It was like flummoxing to me is Ross shows up uh, in the apartment with that suit bag. Okay. Because, you know, to announce he's going to China. Right. Like, this was my primary piece of luggage in high school and in college. I had a green one and then I had right. a red one. Like, I was always going away for the weekend, I feel like. And I was always wearing a suit on Shabbat, no matter where I went, always. Right. Which now seems crazy to me because I'm an adult and I never wear a suit on Shabbat never. or anytime. I wear suits like twice a year. But, like, yeah. why was I always wearing one as a teenager? Yeah, I mean, I did too. That's that's what so, we were made to do. So, so I'm wondering. So I'm wondering, was it was it me, like personally, or was it you personally? Was it was it our society was more formal twenty years ago? Yeah, like, society, generation, because community. Of society. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, no, it's I think our generation is much less formal. Like, if you walk into a synagogue today, the younger our the younger crowd. I mean, our generation still dresses much less formal than our parents' generation in current synagogues. I would yeah. say. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, do you think back like how? Why were we wearing suits every week? It's insane and ties. It's madness. Wearing a tie in any situation is an act of madness. Why would you put tie something around your neck? Yeah, well, that's Christopher Hitchens. When you, why, when you why are you giving be, a weapon? So you could have person. nothing. You could yeah. have nothing there. Yeah, you could just be free, free and flexible. Yes. So <laughs> no, I want to be constricted the entire night. Yeah, and, and the idea of wearing a suit on a flight to China. I mean, I've only flown to the Far East once, but you have to wear your most comfortable clothes for that flight. Yeah. You well, know, I always you always see these people on these flights that they're like wearing like a turtleneck and a sports jacket. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Wear sweatpants and a t-shirt. Are you nuts? Yeah. I mean, no. I, I I'll wear a suit if I'm flying like uh like you know a sh- like a three four hour domestic flight. Like if I'm flying to Miami for a work meeting, and I'm just turning around and going back like the next sure. day. Sure. Fine. But yes, but anything, but I'm not flying to California with a suit, uh, and I'm certainly not flying overseas. China, it's crazy. Yeah, to China, yeah. yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, also, Ross, Ross with his, like, I have to go to China. He's, like, all upset, which is, like, pretty fucking obnoxious. Like, being able to travel for work in your 20s when you're single, like, like that's very fun, right? Like, let alone going someplace incredible like China. Like, but even if you're going to, like, Omaha, you're like, oh, cool. I get to go, oh, my God, stay in a hotel. Like, those are sort of fun experiences at this stage in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no. He, this should, is good he stuff. should be very excited to have a job that's paying for you to go to China. I think is very cool. Yeah, and it's like to go like look at some like you know deal with his bone like. Yeah, which well, also he's going that's... to negotiate like major bone transactions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They don't trust me with the big bones. Yeah, it's like we look like they're sending Ross to deal with yeah. this. Like the they, bones are their money. <laughs> the bones are their money. The worms are their dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even realize how much he's about to cash in. Yeah, it's it's really wild um, that that Ross's uh, attitude. Now, I mean, if you knew that Rachel's about to propose to him or whatever, you know, then maybe he'd have a reason to. But uh, he doesn't know about that, of course. Yeah, and it's so funny because like we've had so many close calls. Like the last few episodes, it's really been building up to this yeah. one, right? Where it's yeah. like he's about to, and then like Barry storms in, and then like he's about to make his move, and well, I don't remember what happened next. Like the lights went out or something. I, I yeah. Don't know. yeah, he started having a baby. Yeah. Episode. Oh, right. He gets yeah. beeped. He gets beeped. Right. Yeah. Um, now he's having a baby, and now he like literally goes to China and pick, and gets a girlfriend to yeah. like intervene with uh, you know yeah. this this opportunity. So, I will say, um, forgetting about the value that this episode brings from the narrative and will they won't they Ross and Rachel and the cliffhanger and all that, the humor in this episode is elite. I think Phoebe has tons of great lines. Joey has great lines. Chandler always has great lines. 
Like I was LOLing repeatedly watching this episode. Yeah, no, this is. I think this. I agree. I think this is a fun episode. But yeah, no, we've. Uh, I think we we've covered it at a very high level, more more so than usually. Shall we do it a little more granularly? Sure. Granularly. Granularly. Granularly with granularity. With granularity. Let's, let's get into the grains. <laughs> into those grains. Yeah. Throw your phone um, in there. Let are those grains up. or are those beans? We start out at Central Park as we are all admiring some cute baby photos of little Ben. Rachel is, uh, you know, closing in on Ross, talking about how she just wants to kiss him all over. Um, Ross thinks that would be nice. Mm-hmm. And even even like Candler's just like looking on. He can't help it. He just starts scoffing out loud. Yes. Um, to, to the point that like he like he's forced to like make a point of it because like he's he's done so so uh, obnoxiously. Yes. Scoffing is obnoxious. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, the tour tells us not to sit amongst scoffers. Oh, no, you have to stand amongst coffers yeah. on one foot, on one foot, <laughs> but only if it's Thursday. <laughs> um, so Joey, assault, you know, pulls Chandler aside, tells him, um, you know, I could really use some money, you know, help me pay for my uh, my bill over here. And Chandler's like, well, you know, with this and like the thing that I bought for you last week, you owe me like 17 kajillion dollars now. Yeah. So M- you know, much like the uh, Jerry Kramer. Yeah, you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but Joey, uh, Joey assures him that he's about to cash in because he's um, gotten an opportunity from science. <laughs> um, and this uh, piques everybody's interest because they're all of a sudden everybody over here is like, you know, clearly they've been listening the entire time. Right. Yeah. Um, and we find out that Joey is has agreed to participate in a fertility study in which he is going to be required to provide occasional samples to the lab in exchange for seven hundred dollars in the span of two weeks. Um, I say not bad. That's not bad money. Uh, for sperm, isn't that kind of low? I don't know. I have no idea, but like, yeah. I don't know. The, the what you know, what you have to do doesn't seem like that much work. Well, but the idea is that you have kids out there, don't you? Eh, I don't know. All right, it says, um, uh, the average sperm donor is paid 100 to 120 dollars per visit, Ooh. donating yeah. one to two times per week. Donors average four thousand dollars in six months. Yeah, when you say it that way, it doesn't sound so much. <laughs> no, this is also, uh, you know, 30 years <laughs> later, so. Right. But it's like, oh, you can make like $8,000 a year. Doesn't sound that exciting to have to like, have to well, level, fertility level. Jerking off into a cup, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you have to go there. Yeah. All right. I, I, so you okay, have so, to wait at some point. All right. We got eggs. We got sperm. We got a womb for surrogacy, breast milk, hair, plasma. You want to guess how much all these things are worth? No. Or, no, not okay. really. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on, please. So that's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to guess how much plasma costs. <laughs> um, so yeah, Phoebe. Uh, Phoebe congratulates Joey on making money hand over fist. It's a joke <laughs> yeah. about masturbating. Yes. Um, in prime time. I think it's subtle enough that uh, you know, eleven-year-old Alex or I probably didn't get it. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. Um. Okay, so we are up at Monica and Rachel's getting ready for Rachel's birthday party. Um, Monica and Phoebe are getting some burgers ready. And Joey and Chandler come in, and they're being very manly and talking like cavemen, and they've got barbecue tools. And everyone wants to know how things are going with Joey's new girlfriend, Melanie. And um, Monica in particular wants to know if Melanie is, you know, aware of, if she's on board with, how, what does she think about this whole, like, side hustle science project that, jo- that Joey's got going on? And um, Joey's like, please, I'm never going to, like, tell her that I'm also seeing a cup on the side. Like, that would be, you know, I'd be dead meat. Um, but, you know, it's really been difficult because, like, Melanie, she just, like, wants to have sex with me all the time. <laughs> Chandler calls her a crazy bitch. Yeah. And um, Joey's like, I just, like, don't know how I'm going to be able to put her off for another week because, like, I'm not allowed to conduct any personal experiments while the study is ongoing, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they always know what he means. Yeah. 
So Ross comes in, and this is where we find out that he's going to China. Yeah. Um, and he gives Monica a picture of himself, and he asks that she go over to Carol's place every now and then and show him the picture of Ross so that he doesn't forget what his daddy looks like. Yeah, strange, strange uh, request. Strange request. A little, you know, cute and sweet. Um, I won't hold this too much against him. Like he's he's young. He's a first time dad. I get it. Um, Phoebe takes the picture. He does. She does this like weird Darth Vader impression of Ross, um, which is kind of cool. And Ross, um, you know, he's he's a bit annoyed because he had really come back here to wish Rachel a happy birthday before he go he went, but he's um. Instead, finds out that not only is she not here, she's out on a date with this guy Carl from the coffee house. Um, so you know that's that. He goes out to say bye to the guys, and you know he's really down about this whole Carl thing. And they're just like guys, like uh, Ross, like you know, move on. Like you have no right to get you know upset every time a person who's never shown any interest in you dates somebody who's not you like this is like never going to happen it's just like you need to move on from this and you know they um you know they tell him they love him can't really likes him because he's only had one beer and he drops off his present for rachel with them to give to her later yes right. so yeah so the uh the table has been set pretty nicely for the party and the things that rachel will find out we have, um, you know, Melanie is really uh, holding court at the beginning. She's telling everybody about this um, fruit basket business that she has with her two friends. Yeah. It's called the Three Basketeers, which mm -hmm. Joey explains is a pun on Three Musketeers, uh, which nobody got the first time, clearly. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. they would have been laughing hysterically. This this uh, this Melanie was ahead of edible arrangements, I assume, right? <laughs> um, that was yeah. a big moment like 10 years ago or so, five years ago, didn't they? Um, I feel like yeah, I, I mean, feel like you saw them a lot in the city. I would give them to people for like uh, gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those. Um, but yeah. I mean, there were there were always those things. I guess edible arrangement was just like I don't know. They scaled it really well. Yeah. No, let me. Did, does Melanie strike you as like a Joey girl? No, not I. I not really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, broadening his horizons. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, this was not the usual Joey, so you know, I guess maybe, so. Yeah. Maybe it worked out well. He's more yeah. of a nice guy. Yeah, this she yeah. like she's like seems like kind of nerdy. I don't know. Yeah, she's um, she's she's less bimboy than Joey usually goes for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like um, they you know they're going to open up presents, but Joey first like he he asks Monica like, what do I do? Like I need to like figure out how I can like you know delay the completion of the transaction, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Um, and Monica's like, well, how about like you know until you're ready, like you can just be there for her. Yeah. And Joey's like, uh, you know, does not compute. Um, yeah, and ask, I don't really blame him here because, like, like Monica's saying, focus on her needs. Like, he can offer other activities, right? But if he were to refuse the primary activity, right, mm -hmm. or, or let alone if he refuses any activities involving his primary organ, which is what would be <laughs> necessary here, right? Like, she would obviously be suspicious, right? Did you ever see Forty Days and Forty Nights with Josh Hartnett? Um, probably not. Okay, so in that movie, like <laughs> the girl knows that Hartnett isn't allowed to do certain things, and so right. and so he does other things. But like, if Melanie doesn't know and Joey doesn't tell her, which is what he doesn't want to tell her, then his behavior would be like inexplicably weird. Yeah, right. He should probably just, he should just say like, oh, like I just went to the doctor and like I don't I don't know make up something. Like that. They think, said like I don't think he wants to tell her like I have sexual <laughs> I have a venereal disease. I was in yeah. an advertisement. You yeah, probably yeah. saw it around the city. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Larry will later have, right? Like, you, you you don't want to give a woman any reason to uh, think that there's anything to, to worry about. I, I guess. Or, or, or not a woman, any uh, perspective uh, sexual. Yeah, uh, well, then, you know, then you're, that's really the best excuse is to say that it's like a medical thing. Because what other – I just don't like ejaculating. <laughs> He's uh, like a sting. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, so yeah, Joey doesn't know what, she, what she's talking about. Um, well, I think he eventually gets it. Um, so yeah, so she, you know, Rachel's opening gifts. She gets the fruit basket for Melanie, of course. 
she opens Chandler's gift and we find out that he has given her a travel scrabble. Oh. And she hands it right back to him, which she seems all too pleased with. Well, I, I mean, Chandler being clueless about how Rachel would react to travel scrabble is one thing, <laughs> but I'm even more confused by Joey's excited smile uh, as Chandler gives the travel scrabble. Like, Joey also thinks it's an awesome gift. Like, Joey is not the scrabble playing type, <laughs> the travel scrabble playing type. Yeah. Like, such I mean, a big you, scra- travel yeah, scrabble exactly. player that you need to have it on an airplane with you. If you give me travel scrabble, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Yeah, I would not. I don't like, I'm not a fan of scrabble. Yeah. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not good at like puzzles or word things. So it's a bad combo. Yeah. Um, although I like crossword puzzles. That's a rare exception. I don't know. Um, Joey has given her Dr. Seuss's, um, the, oh, the places, what's it called? The place, all oh, the places you'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good book. Um, it's like funny that like they like present it as like a ridiculous thing to buy for an adult, but it kind of has become a book that people buy for adults. Yeah, when you like graduate from like high school or college, not yeah, like... which is like not that far off from there. Like they're like in their, but not just for like a random birthday party. I feel like I mean I'm not saying it's most common, but like this is not like that far off of it. Like they present it as like haha, like Joey's dumb, like he bought a child a children's book for Rachel, who's an adult. Um, but I, this is like actually a book that people buy for people of that age. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that wasn't even at all the case at this point. It's just, the, so they should have picked a different Dr. Seuss book. If the joke they're going for is just that Joey's like a dummy who's who likes Dr. Seuss. I think it probably worked I at think, the I time. You're probably right. Yeah. Meaning, but if they had done, if they had done cat in the hat, you would be like, it would, that, that's what I think they're going for. I think they're going for cat in the hat there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, so all the places you will go, yeah, graduate keepsake edition, um, annual tradition, read it in graduation. Um, I'm trying to find out when did it become when did popular? this become a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know how to find that answer. Incredible graduation gift from dad. <laughs> all right, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so now she turned. We go to Rachel's. Uh, to to Ross's gift. And Rachel is stunned because Ross has gotten her this antique pin that she like she it was like months ago. They were walking by a jewelry store and she spotted it and she noted that like her grandmother had a similar one when she was a little girl. And I can't believe that he remembered that. And like Phoebe's like, oh, my God, like this must have cost him a fortune. That's crazy. Like I can't. And Monica also is like, I can't believe he did this. And Chandler is like, oh, come on, you guys. Don't you remember when, like, he fell in love with Carol and got her that, like, super expensive crystal duck? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like. By the way, spoiler for the uh, ceramic dog. Crystal duck, (laughs) ceramic dog, you know. Yeah. Um, And all the air comes out of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, like Monica shouldn't be this in the dark, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like there's I no thought, way Monica doesn't it, know. Is she in the dark? I thought she shocked that Chandler spilled the beans in front of Rachel. Well, she like and, and, and she sort of that that was my interpretation. Well, Listen, she, this show will have so much of people pretending to be surprised about things yeah. or actually being surprised about things that'll become like a a trope, obviously, on the show. Yeah. Well, she's like shocked. Well, he's like part of the group who's like, I can't believe like he got like he did this. Like she shouldn't be surprised. Like if she knows. Well, I, well what Ross's the gift is. is still, you know. Yeah. He, he's not public about his feelings yet uh, to to Rachel as far as his sister knows. Right. And so yeah. Um, so yeah. So Rachel wants Chandler to repeat himself, and all he can say is "Crystal Duck, Crystal Duck," mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, the love part." And um, Chandler is trying to, like, you know, take it back. Um, Joey's just, like, having a blast. I feel like Joey is actually happy here because, like, we'll see, like, over the course of the series, Joey hates, like, keeping secrets. Um, So I think he's just, like, happy whenever secrets get revealed. And, like, it's just out in the open now. Because I think he was, like, also also just, like, for Ross's sake, I think he, he, like, it's out in the open now. Yeah, and, like, now either it'll happen or it won't happen. Yes. Which is yes. much better than him having to deal with Mopey Ross for the last sure. season. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. So Chandler is, um, you know, wondering if Phoebe has a mute button because she's just like, this is crazy. This is going to forever change all of our lives. This will be the seminal <laughs> moment of human existence. 
Um, and Rachel's like, I, this is like a complete blindside to me. Like, like he made one comment in episode one and then we kissed in episode five. And then like, there was like 11 more, like almost situations since then, but nothing, I never, you know, this never occurred to me. Um, yeah, they, they really um, pick their spots like very carefully in terms of like when <laughs> this is a thing and when when it's never been discussed, right? Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she decides that, um, you know, I have to go see him. I don't care that like his, he's about to take off. I'm going to run to the airport and they're just like, okay, but like, what are you going to say? And she's like, I don't know. I'll do, maybe I'll just decide when I see him. Seems seems like a smart way to go. Yeah, I'm extremely annoyed by this for obvious reasons. His flight doesn't leave for 45 minutes. She says it is impossible to, <laughs> to get, get from the right. village to JFK in 45 minutes, let alone through security into the gate. Forgetting about all that. Just well, they didn't have security really. Then, from so from I'm but saying from her apartment to get in the door of the terminal would take more than 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, but there's no, but but you could have gone back then, like straight to the gate without a ticket. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, that for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, which just, is crazy. <laughs> and there's no reason to not. There's no reason to say 45 minutes in the script. Just say like this right. flight doesn't leave two for two hours. hours. Right. Yeah, just there's, there's no reason to say 45 minutes there. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy that you could have like you could have gone and be like, oh, I'll just go hang out with him while he sits in like the terminal, like right by his flight. No, we used to. Do that. So, I know but, it's crazy. Is it crazy? I don't think it's it's crazy that we can't now, but just we're not we're used to not doing it now. So yes. that's just our new norm. Like, what what's the reason? Because we're so afraid of people trying to blow up airplanes. I mean, that's much crazier if you think <laughs> about it. It's insane that people can't do it. You can't hang out with your friends at the airport because right. there's a one in a million chance that somebody's going to decide to kill everybody on the plane for some reason. Like that's crazy. But is yeah. unfortunately the world we live in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I've been, I've been finding myself quoting, um, a few episodes ago of friends, um, a lot recently, um, from the, where, where, um, Phoebe goes to work at Chandler's office. Yeah. So I've been, um, referring to anti-Semitism as the, um, the, they not liking us <laughs> extravaganza. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's part of the whole them not liking us extravaganza. Yeah. It's quite an extravaganza. Yes. Um, um, before, um, before Rachel rushes out, she asks, uh, Phoebe asks her if this picture of Ross, it helps at all with her decision, <laughs> but it does not. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we, um, we follow Rachel over to the airport. She's like chasing after Ross as he boards the flight, but unfortunately he has headphones on. He's practicing his Chinese and he can't hear anything that Rachel is saying. She, um, you know, she tries to have the, you know, flight attendant or, you know, person at the counter or whatever you call that person, um, you know, see if she'll help. And she's like, she's not letting her on the plane. That would be crazy. It's just let people on the plane who don't belong on the plane. Um, but like she will deliver a message, which she promptly runs and delivers to the guy right in front of Ross, lets him and his wife know that Rachel got the gift and she'll she'll speak to you when you get home. Um, which basically destroys this guy's life. Yeah. Well, first of all, the way that Rachel casually says the guy in the blue jacket without without being more specific is absurd. <laughs> like, right. Um, and, and like, Rachel says like, like this other guy, like the the, the lesson we're going to learn here is that it really destroys like their entire vacation. I'm just going to theorize that like they had deeper issues in their relationship, right? Like, I, if, I mean, this woman does not seem great that he's with. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's bigger problems. Like, if somebody came up to, to you in front of uh, your Rachel and said that, you know, there might be a laugh and a joke, and maybe she's suspicious for a minute, but, like, if she's still harping on her <laughs> Right, on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's only 10 days. Yeah, and what are the odds? Like, she, they were on Ross's return flight as well. Yeah. Like, the same girl is here. Yeah. Who's this girl, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. That'll clear things up. Oh, I just said my wife thinks I'm talking to her. Yeah. No. Not you from the show. <laughs> oh, there's another Rachel. Yeah. Who's this other Rachel? Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Oh. Um, by the way, I'm also annoyed that when Rachel, when she's like explaining herself, uh, I think this might be the next scene. So I'll wait till you get there. Oh, okay. Um, we do. Um, 
we do cut over first to Joey and Melanie, where Melanie seems to enjoying the oral sex yes. quite greatly. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like she's okay now. It's your turn, and she's like, and he's like, you know what? How about your turn again? And she's just like, she doesn't know what's going on now. Um. She she says that he is so generous. He's practically a woman. Okay, so now over to Rachel and Monica's where, you know, Rachel is uh, meditating on what to do, to be or not to be. That is the question. And after all, it's Ross. But after all, it's Ross. This yeah. is basically how the conversation goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but her gut feeling seems to be to go for it, that she thinks it would actually be kind of great. And Monica is, like, super pumped. We're going to be friends-in-law. And Phoebe's like, you know, on the one hand, it's great to like start going out with your friends because it's just like you're starting on the fifth date. But on the other hand, like you're starting on the fifth date, like that's not as exciting. Um, I don't really agree with that. I, I, I think like you, you're like you're skipping over the awkward parts. Yeah. Um, Rachel says like how there's no one else, but wasn't she supposed to be going on a date with Carl, the guy from the coffee shop who she later will go on a date with? She kind of yeah. forgets about him. Yeah, although Carl seems extremely horrible. I don't even well, know how yeah, this... Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yes. Like, Rachel's going on multiple dates with this guy? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that, that's hard to understand also, for sure. Um, So, yeah, so you know, Phoebe's whole um, dilemma gives Rachel cold feet. And now Monica, and like, she's Monica's like, what the hell? What's going on? You don't think my brother's cute enough? You don't think he makes enough money? Is there someone else? You're double, ti- you're double team on, timing on my brother? What's going on here? Um, and you know, very much feeding into what is uh worrying Rachel to begin with, I would say. Um, so yeah, so we go back over to Joey and Chandler's place. We're spending mm. some good time there this episode, yeah. And he's you know, he's telling Chandler about what's going on with Melanie, and he's like, I actually liked the whole being there for her thing, who knew? And you know. It was just like very eye opening to to like for me to feel good from pleasing somebody else, and you know you wouldn't believe how much she liked it. And Chance was like, "Oh, I would believe it." Um, as you may recall, my bedroom is in very close proximity to yours, so <laughs> I uh, I know full well how much she enjoyed it. So yeah, so um, we're back over at Monica and Rachel's. And, you know, this seems to be the day that Ross is returning and Monica is trying to um, not so subtly drop in hints to Rachel that, you know, maybe this is like your second opportunity to, you know, head back to the airport and, you know, surprise him. And, you know, Rachel's like, yeah, I think I'm going to like skip the whole dating Ross thing because it's just I think going to be just like too much pressure for everybody. Yeah. And um, Monica's like, pressure, pressure, what pressure? Who pressure? Why pressure? <laughs> and then she's like, oh, Carl's here. Carl? You see going on with Carl? What happened to Ross? And again, point proven. Um, Mon- you know, re- really, they can't go out because Monica won't be able to handle any of it. And um, we um, cut back over to Joey and Chandler, where we Chandler is surrounded by fruit baskets. Um, yeah. Joey's obviously been doing excellent work. Yeah, it, it's like a funny visual gag, <laughs> but I try to freeze the screen and count. There was 35 to 40 fruit baskets. And, you know, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. 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 He, um, and he informs Chandler that despite the fact that um, he has um, learned the, the pleasures of pleasing over the last week or and change. Now that he has his money from the study, he will be going back to his old ways. Just because you learn how to walk, <laughs> well, just because you learn how to like walk blind doesn't mean you choose to or something like that, right? Yeah. If you get your if you get the vision once you get the vision yes. back, like you just, yes. right, right, that's what it was. Um, so yeah, so back over across the hall and Rachel is on the balcony with Carl. This is where people go on dates who live here. I think we've seen this multiple times already. Like, oh, you're over? Let's go hang out on the balcony. <laughs> That'll be her date. Um, and first of, all, first of all, Carl seems absolutely excruciating to be in a conversation. With. Um, and that, I guess, is a good explanation for why Rachel has decided to use this opportunity to not pay any attention to Carl and instead hallucinate Ross being there, cracking jokes, um, you know, flirting with her 
and ultimately, you know, me, you know, making fun of Carl, begging her to give them a chance, and they end up kissing on the balcony, which finally convinces her to ditch Carl and run to the airport to yeah. grab Ross. And you said this before, but like Carl is so over the top buffoon. <laughs> That it's impossible to understand how he got this far with Rachel and like a date in her apartment. Like, that's a pretty sexy date, right? Like the come on over to my place date. Um, There's implications yeah. with that date. Yeah. So, yeah, he's insufferable. Um, uh, the, the scene with the imaginary Ross convincing Rachel to date him. I feel like this is every person's fantasy. Like, like you're, you want your crush to like you. So you sneak into their subconscious and debate them yourself and actually kiss them like it's sort of like it's very funny for that reason right because because it's it's presented as if for rachel to actually happen so uh quite a win for for ross fake ross uh, subconscious ross whoever he is uh but yeah so let's get to the end of the episode um absolutely perfect the music is playing rachel has the flowers and like on your first viewing you're fully expecting like the romantic kiss which will end season one um, and even on like view number whatever as i told you before like whatever i was up to this week like i've seen this a million times I know that Julie's walking off that plane with Ross. It's still an exciting scene to watch. Yeah. So fantastic ending, I think, to this episode here. Yeah. Um, my parents have a um, a, a story, a, a, a this-ish story from their uh, dating history. Mm. Um, my mom was, um, I guess, let's say not always seeing only my dad. Okay. And um, he, she was coming back from a trip from Israel, I believe. And my dad, unbeknownst to her, surprised her to pick her up at the airport for her flight. And she had made arrangements for one of her other boyfriends to pick her up from the airport. And they both arrived at the same time. And (laughs) this guy knew who my dad was, but my dad didn't know who he was. So when he saw that he was there, he figured out wh- why he was there and wow. pretended to like be like my mom's like fr- cousin or something. Why? Why? Because you... she was she was like why? covering. He was like covering for her. But why? Why is he helping her? I, I don't know. Whatever. I guess that's what uh, I don't know. I mean, this was like they weren't like, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, seems a little cuckish. What? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, I guess in the end, uh, he did not prevail. Um, yeah. Or as my or as my dad likes to say, he did prevail. <laughs> yeah. Um. I actually also I don't I don't know if I really ever thought about this before. I have a a very similar um uh circumstance here. I'm just I'm unsure how much of this I should uh say on uh well maybe I'll edit it out. We'll see. Um. Say the whole thing. I'll well. Well. Okay. Fine. So so there there was a girl who um I had a little um like Ross Rachel will they won't they thing uh, in college with. And then over the course of like the semester and then like the very last day in May that we were together, like things like almost almost happened and like uh, interest was expressed mutually. And then I said, like, let's hold off because we're about to be gone for the whole summer and we'll pick things up in the fall. And then uh, that then I went off on my summer and I met Jen, who became my girlfriend and spoiler alert, is not my wife. So Jen's the Julie in this situation, but the Julie wins. Um, and then. We go back to the college. Jen and I spent all summer together. And then Jen comes with me for my first weekend in the fall of, of school. Jen comes with me back to Penn. And we are like coming either out of the elevator or into the elevator. Oh, no. We were waiting for the elevator to open on like right in the in the building where I lived and where this girl also lived. And the elevator opened and she walked out. And I hadn't seen her like all summer, basically. And, and I was like, oh, oh, hey, blank. Uh, meet Jen and like Jen knew about her because I'd mentioned her and so like there was a semi-awkward moment there Um, but it, we all recovered nicely and like we're still good friends I, I actually literally had dinner with this person this past Friday night oh. um, which is why I'm not sure I should say this because I mean it's not a secret but like does she think you might still be going out uh, no I mean her and her I think her and her husband are and I think everyone's happily uh, in their current positions okay but um, no I'm saying so it, it, it's a reverse situation because here the Julie comes the Julie's the winner in my story well, it depends on how you look at it. Sure, or maybe, uh, yeah, Julie's a loser, and uh, Rachel's the winner for uh, for escaping and marrying uh, the other guy, who I'm friends with. So, yeah, it's all good. All well then as well. Is he better than you? So the, I guess different people have different opinions on that. Does he think he's better than you? <laughs> you think you're better than me? Oh yeah, he's my he's my best friend. All right, uh, uh, who is your best friend? Um, I had a little trouble here. There's no, I think there's no great best friend. Um. 
I, I think overall in the end, I'm going to give it to Ross here. Um, in some ways, he's kind of the loser of the episode just because of like the timing. But like the episode is all about Rachel. How does two women fighting over you make you a loser? I disagree. Well, meaning just in terms of the timing that like Rachel is sure. No, I got it. Him, yeah. But now he's not now available. He, well, what was Rachel a loser all season long when she had other boyfriends like Pablo and Ross wanted her? No, no but. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you know he he's he's certainly at the at the peak of his powers at the moment that yes. he's coming peak back from powers. China with a girl around his arms and he has another girl waiting for him the girl that he's been dreaming about all season as a backup for now. Um. All right. I am going to give the best friend to Chandler. Okay. We've learned on Curb about the accidental text on purpose. Maybe this is the subconsciously accidental slip up on purpose. I mean, it's not on purpose, but it works out. Um, Ross is too big of a wuss slash had the worst possible luck every time he tried. And like the only way for Rachel to find out was from a third party. And once she did, she was into it. <laughs> and so Chandler gets the assist and everything would have worked out perfectly if not for Julie. So, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Ch Chandler does a good job. So he is my best friend. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Uh, who is your fucking asshole? Uh, the fucking asshole's got to be Carl. That guy's terrible. Um, I yeah, uh, we 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 need to understand what what happened here. Something went wrong in casting. Something went wrong in uh, in auditions. But this guy is nowhere in the league that he's scoring multiple dates with yes. uh, Miss Rachel Karen Green. Yeah, but to me, like, Carl is such a douche. Like, he's too <laughs> cartoonishly a douche to be taken seriously. Yeah, and, like, but, what about, they, but what about literally? Well, so they uh, they needed to make him one to serve the story, so I don't blame him. And then you could say, well, it's Rachel for being so obtuse that she never realized or claimed to never realize anyway that Ross was never into her. And then, of course, we could say Julie. And But when I say Julie, and let me be very careful with her, I don't mean Julie like this character. I mean, the writers of Friends for coming up with this Julie character. It really bothers me for a lot of reasons. Like, we know as viewers, and not just because we've seen the rest of the, the show. Like, everybody knows watching this show with absolute certainty that Ross is going to end up with Rachel at some point in season two, right? Like, they stretched it. Like, if you're a watcher in real time in 94, 95, you're like, okay, they stretched it all the way through right. season one. Uh, in the very last scene, we're going to finally see them get together. The episode title even confirms it, um, right? Uh, you know, and, and then if only for as Rachel, of course, will exasperatedly say at the top of the next episode, Julie. And so, like, the show has created Julie as this temporary impediment, right. which kind of annoys me that they did that because it's just like it's 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 stupid. And also, to be completely honest, I think the fact that she's Asian on a show that thus far has been blindingly white is kind of problematic because, like, like every single person in the show is white. And now they finally introduce a character who isn't. And it's a character that everybody's going to root against and everybody's going to hate. And everybody's going to compare, by the way, to Jennifer Aniston, which is tough for any woman in 1995 on Earth. But like especially unfortunate for like this Asian female actor in an era where like there weren't a ton of those roles for them on TV. So I just like I don't like what they did with Julie here. And I think yeah. it's a pretty shitty job by, by the. Yeah, I mean, listen, everyone is definitely is not going to like her, but only because she's Asian. So, like, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm not saying it's because she's Asian, <laughs> but just the fact that you have this only Asian character and that's, who, you know, I just. I think it's uh, it's unfortunate. And by the way, I'm sure that there were people making, uh, you know, racially offensive jokes when comparing her to uh, Jennifer Aniston in 1995, which, you know, you can say that's not the fault of the creators of the show. The, the, there's racist people out there. But, you know, anyways, I think it I think it's not ideal the way they did it. So um, unless I'm wrong and maybe Julie and Ross end up together forever like me and Jen. And, uh, you know, so I guess we'll have to tune into season two. To see. <laughs> yeah, we will find out. Yeah. But what about it's, it's, like a, it's like a classic uh, Ross and Julie situation yeah. over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That old cliche, yeah. Why, it's dinner for six. Five steaks and an eggplant for Phoebe. Steaks and eggplants. I'll go, um, go for it. All right. I will say Monica is an annoying sister who almost ruins Ross and Rachel before it can happen. So I, I, I'm not. I'm definitely not giving her a steak, but I, I can't give her an eggplant because we've been giving all the eggplants to Ross all season when he flubs up opportunities to get with Rachel. And so it's only fair that in this episode, we have to plant a big old eggplant on Rachel because she 100 uh, percent, you know, flubbed it up, missed her opportunity. Yeah. So I, I think that I, I have to give my my eggplant to Rachel for that reason. Mm -hmm. By the way, I, I recently um, I recently heard Lisa Kudrow. She was uh, on Fresh Air with Terry Gross mm -hmm. and she was asked about, like, you know, this friendship that the, that the six characters have. And 
she like emphatically said, no, this is not at all my experience. My experience was that you couldn't have code relationships like that when I was in college or in my 20s because guys were always only in one thing with their female friends. Like they were friends, but, uh, you know, they wanted to be more than friends, basically. Yeah, no, um, she's right. She's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, although my 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 uh, my Rachel Ross, Julie situation, I guess, is a reverse argument for that because we ended up uh, nothing ever happened and we're still good friends. But yeah, but at some point people wanted. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so Lisa Kudrow does not believe in these friends type situations. That's so that, that's why Rachel gets back. Ross, he's taken so many L's this season, racking up the eggplants. Wait, did you did you give anything to Phoebe or no? I haven't got to Phoebe yet. Oh, not okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say Monica gets nothing because Rachel yeah, has yeah. to get the eggplant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ross, if he's been getting all those eggplants, especially from you, I think if there's ever a steak episode for him, it has to be this one. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's a dad. He's important enough for work that they're flying him all the way to China. He's buying thoughtful gifts for Rachel, who has fallen in love with him in his absence, thanks to a daydream he had, she had, in which he got to make out with her. Um, he's picked up a new girl in China who he brings back with him. Ross is winning so much, he doesn't even know how much he's winning. Like he's, he's not <laughs> even aware of all these wins that are happening while he's overseas. And so with apologies to Chandler and to Phoebe and to Joey, I give all the stakes to Ross. Wow, all the stakes. Yes. Full five stakes. Full five oh. stakes to Ross. Wow. This is a real Ross and Rachel episode. All the stakes are Ross, all the eggplants to Rachel. Yeah. Um, I am also I was also gonna go what I thought was pretty heavy on to the Ross steak. Um, I'm gonna give Ross two stakes. Um, one for each of the ladies that's into him at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then for their great lines throughout, as you noted at the top, I'm giving one to Phoebe and one to Chandler, and then um, one to Joey for learning how to um, have sex properly um, <laughs> with the other person at uh, in yeah. your mind, and then also enjoying it. Yeah. Um, and then, like you, I'm giving my eggplant to Rachel. Uh, I think that's an easy call this week. Um, she really, yeah, as you said, she flubs it. Like, she just mistimes it time and time again. Like, she has her opportunity. She misses it by a minute. Um, and, you know, that week is all Ross needed to find a girlfriend on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Can um, we go to the postman now. Um, we before we do though, let's just do a quick um, you know, oh, end the of season, season one, recap one yeah, of season one recap eggplants. of snakes yeah. and eggplants. Yeah. Um, so I will tell you that we both have the same number of overall steaks and eggplants. So that's a good start. Okay, good. The math has um, worked. The math worked. I reconciled yeah. it producer, earlier today. Is that producer Kyle? Um, I, producer Kyle did a lot of work and then I, there was still some cleanup I had to ah, do. Okay. Yeah. Um, that I, I think I reconciled everything now. Um, I had to, I had to check some things back against my original notes. I was missing, a, I was missing a steak in a couple of places. Oh, you were, but I wasn't nice. Um, you know, I think yours were correct. Oh, um, few. Probably because I write them down while you're doing them in mine. I have to transpose. So it just, yeah. whatever. Um, whatever. Um, okay. So your numbers, let's see. Who who do you think you're the highest on in terms of net score, steaks minus eggplants? Who you who do you think is your number one? My number one? Yeah. Tell me who you think your number one and my number one. I would say your number one is going to be Rachel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, That's my number one is going to be Chandler. Chandler is your number two. Your number okay. one by five points over Chandler is Joey. Oh, okay. Joey has the same number of stakes from you, 22 and a half stakes. But whereas Chandler received five eggplants, Ooh. Joey received nary a one. Wow. No eggplants for Joey. A perfect season. A perfect season. Yeah. Um, well, perfect would be if you got five steaks every episode. <laughs> yeah. 110 steaks. Yeah. That'd zero eggplants. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be pretty good. Season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be like George and Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. Um, every episode, five steaks. Um, yeah. So for me, I do I, I do have Rachel as in my, my leadoff spot. Um, I have Phoebe right behind. Then Chandler, Joey, Ty. Monica and then Ross all the way at the bottom. Your lowest is actually Rachel, mm. which is my highest. So that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, Ross is your second lowest. Yeah. Um, and you have Monica in the middle. So, okay. Overall, we come out highest on Joey. Joey, Chandler, Phoebe, Rachel, Monica, and Ross in mm. that order. Yeah. Is our season one. All right. Ross is going to bounce back in season two, maybe. Yeah, okay. We need to figure out how to – we should have a way on this spreadsheet to do, separate by seasons, right? 
Yeah, we can do that. Because we want to know for posterity what season yeah, one important. was, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. important stuff. Yeah. Okay. We'll play with All those right. formulas later. Okay. All right. I'm putting you in charge of that. Yeah. Okay. Just remind me afterwards. All right. Let's go to the postman. Yes. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw-up at the damn post office. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the U.S. post office? No, more like U.S. lost office. (laughs) What are they, Irish? (laughs) Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! The Postman starts off this week with Amir Bednarz, who says this was a fine episode, although light on plot outside of the main one, and Joey not having sex. There were a ton of great lines this episode, particularly from Phoebe and Chandler, but I just can't get how over-ridiculous it is for Rachel to not know that Ross has feelings for her. Even if you ignore the myriad of things she should have picked up on, he literally told her earlier this season, this episode should be called the one where Rachel stops pretending she doesn't know. Overall, I give it a 3.4. Hmm. Joey mentions that according to the rules, he can't have sex if he wants to get the $700. Did he ever consider having sex and then just not telling them at the clinic? <laughs> Why is he treating this rule like it matters? Um, maybe they could be like, sir, I can tell that you have, you've had an omission in the last you know, 24 hours. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can they, tell. They, 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 uh, they check his mikvah attendance. They could tell. They just look at you. They know if you. They could tell. Yeah. Well, uh, in another episode, Joey will know that uh, that Ross hooked up. You hooked up. You hooked up. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. Everyone knows when you've when you've done the deed. Um. Um. Yeah, he go, he says that they're making fun of uh, the Doctor Seuss book, but he thinks it's a great book. It's actually kind of perfect for right now for Rachel in terms of where she is in life and in her career. Great, great gift by Joey. Uh, Joey should be the best friend for giving the best gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's um, he's something about Ed Begley Jr. He sent pictures of a car. Um, oh, this is the first EV on the market. All right, he's sending me pictures. All right, contact him here if you want to see pictures. Something with Ed Begley Jr. in a car. Um, okay, Kyle King says that this is an iconic season finale. Chandler's slip up was very funny, but how the hell did Rachel not know that Ross was at least somewhat interested? Monica seems clueless too. That's what I said, which also confused me. Speaking of Monica, she was on she was on one this episode. No way Rachel should get involved with that family. My perfect my favorite part of this episode was when Phoebe held up a picture of Ross to her face. That was perfect, Phoebe. 4.2 moves. Jim Crumley says Rachel finding out is a top-tier season one episode. While the twist at the end should be expected based on the will they won't they playbook, it still works. Sadly, I think that the Ross and Rachel relationship may work best when they are separately talking to their friends about it. 4.1 moves. Come with gal is Melanie. That's a lot of fruit baskets. Fucking asshole. He's a tough grader. Great episode. Only 4.1, he says. Yeah. Yeah. The gate agent is the fucking asshole. How did she not try harder than that to figure out the correct passenger to give? Well, Rachel says blue jacket. That's enough information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, eggplant goes to Rachel. What a bad description of Ross. Just say the geeky looking guy with the headphones. <laughs> Steak also goes to Rachel. At least she shot her shot immediately. Yeah, that's true. She didn't mope around for a year. Yeah. Um, Ross gets a steak plus one for getting Rachel the pin minus one for wearing the headphones while talking to the gate agent plus one for the hot new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And three to Chandler for accidentally letting everyone know about Ross's feelings for Rachel, moving this relationship forward a half step. Zach Brooks says, kind of a meh for finale, but a classic cliffhanger. Wow. Good thing for Alex O that he doesn't have to wait a whole summer to find out what happens next. <laughs> I love when the gate attendant tells the wrong guy. Rachel's message, good joke. Steak for Chandler, Phoebe, and Joey for some good one-liners throughout. Eggplant for post-9-11 airport security, which makes people meeting to and from a flight very difficult. Three moves. <laughs> And finally, we end off with Olin Allen, who says, oh, I forgot about Lauren Tom. Should be obvious where the star of season two is going, and I think I'm going to much prefer it than this season's Rachel and Ross dynamic. So like the direction they're talking, but I don't like the ending on such a schmaltzy note. At least if they just had some silly scene with Joey and his fruit on the credits, it would have given it a little bit more pep. Yeah, it is weird that they don't come back for like a, like a light end scene. I agree with that. They should do that. 
you want to like reassure people that like no we're still here we're still making jokes yeah it's okay yeah okay but it's not we're not ending on such a you know oh my god what's gonna happen mm-hmm. um for his stakes he gives one to chandler finally breaking the whole news to rachel is a thankfully moving the story along nice to see him have a beer too Two to Phoebe, been really fun and like a mini Chandler in some of the latest episodes with great witticisms. Love all her Ross head stuff and offers good advice <laughs> to Rachel about potential pitfalls of a Ross relationship. <laughs> and two, two to Joey, coming a lot more into his own in recent episodes, helping science and being a caring lover proves fruitful. Eggplant goes to Monica, again tries to center the Ross relationship around herself. The fucking asshole is whoever pushed for the whole will they, won't they, Ross and Rachel storyline. A killer this season and story-wise was okay to end the season, but so schmaltzily filmed. And the best friend is Egg Begley Jr., great actor, great for the environment, <laughs> love to drive with him. Oh, okay, so this is what Amir was talking about also with driving. No, because Carl makes the reference on the date. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Car- Carl's auntie, Egg Begley Jr. Oh, I see. I really yeah. Remember that. Yes. yeah, he's um, complaining about him. And he yeah, drive a real car. He's on. He's the doctor from Curb, right? Doctor Wienerker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Will, will he show up? Will he show up on an episode of Friends? We have to keep an eye out for that. We should keep an eye out. Yeah, uh, as we do for everyone who's guessed it on other shows. Yes. All right, I gotta say, I'm. Wait, does Olin? Olin gives it no. two point four moves. Two point four moves. Yeah. All right. Well, even more so. What I gotta say. This is all a moo point. <laughs> huh? A moo point. <laughs> Yeah, it's Moo. I'm like blown away by these listener rankings because like, and and I don't want to be hyperbolic here. But I know I already gave the stone guy five moves, which doesn't give much, me much room for improvement. <laughs> Six moves. Well, no, I mean, this has to get the full five moves. I mean, it's already a very funny episode moment to moment. It's chock full of great jokes. The story is incredible. The misdirection at the end is incredible. I knew every beat that was coming. I still loved it. Like, it's a dynamite way to end the season. And if you were sucked into the show by now, which, you know, nearly 20 million Americans were. I can't imagine how long that summer must have felt that, you know, as, as Zach said, luckily for Alex, oh, he only has to wait a week. Uh, we don't have to wait that long. Next week, we can jump right into season two. This episode is perfect. Uh, this show has sucked me all the way in. And boy, all these haters in the mailbag. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm uh, I'm a lot closer to you than I am to the haters, um, although not quite as high as you. Um, I, I also really love this episode. I thought, the you know, there, there isn't much else other than the will they won't they Ross and Rachel, but I th- I think it's actually really well done. Um, I think the way that it centers the episode on Rachel when we've been on Ross the entire season with this storyline, I thought was really great. Um, it's great that like finally he's the one to get the W when she gets the L and you know kind of like reverse course and um, you know delaying the inevitable, but still I think in a in a clever way that um, I I definitely didn't see coming the first time. I still in some ways don't see it coming every other time. Like you're still like hoping that like. Like they're gonna like make it work on that uh, on that tarmac, um, the, you know the way the beats of that story normally go. Um, but I will say this episode is a uh, 4.4 Moo episode, um, which ranks it as my number two episode of season one, right behind the one with all the poker. Um, you, of course, have it as your tied for number one with the stone guy. I guess you'll have to um, work out some sort of uh, ranking there among yourself at some point. Yeah, no, I have um, a ranking. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and, and then it, with the audience. And I, th- I thought on the chart I, I added, I did 0. .0000 and 0. .99, like, so that it would, um, I, I the view is 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 only an integer with no decimals, but the actual number answered a bunch of decimals that when you rank it, it automatically ranks them correctly. All right. You do whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. Um, I don't see that, but. Oh. You could figure it out. Um, so, yeah. So the audience rated it 3.42, seventh overall for the audience, number one for you, number two for me, um, an overall score of 4.27, which makes it the number three ranked overall um, behind. What do you think? I don't remember all the episodes by name. The one with the two parts is number two. Okay. And number one, the one with the blackout. Mm, which still, I think is also the one. highest rated on, on the interwebs. So from season one. Yeah, it's interesting because that that one is number one overall, despite the fact that it is not number one for you, me, or the audience. Mm, yeah. Me and the audience both have the one with all the pokers, number one. You have now the one where Rachel finds out is number one. Yeah. Or, or is the one with the stone guy. Yeah, no, this With, one's higher. This one's higher. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. So uh, we end on a high note um, for both of us. Yeah. Uh, so, don't you 
hate to be continued on TV. I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> So next week, we jump right into uh, the next season here. Uh, we'll come back. It'll be late September in 1995. The one with Ross's new girlfriend, Julie. And Should we not do um, like some sort of version of the jar? Mm. Do you want to do something next week on the podcast? I guess if we were going to do that, we probably should have thought of that before now. Yeah. Also, it's not like we have 10 seasons in the show, like so many episodes to get through. Yeah, let's um, just go on. That's yeah, and I'm, I'm also really excited to jump in. Like they did leave a cliffhanger for us. So Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Yeah, and I'm going to be really emotionally invested here. Like the fall of 95, um, this was my, I was very spoiled as a Vikings fan. Um, I mean, not in the playoffs, obviously, but they would always make the playoffs. This is 95 was the first year that, that I was a Vikings fan that they did not make the playoffs. In fact, it was the first year in like a decade, like run five years, like four or five years before and after. I think they don't make the playoffs. So um, I really needed Ross to get with Rachel that fall. Um, <laughs> I say as if I was watching the show in real time, which I don't think I was. I don't remember, but I don't think I was. Um, right. 95, 96, we were in seventh grade. Yeah, I was aware of Friends. There's no way I was watching Friends in seventh grade. Unlike Yeah, I'm. no, I think I definitely was now at this point. Yeah. All right. Well, but, uh, I we'll see. Half a happy we'll see how we'll see how much I remember them and see if I could uh, place them. Yeah. Well, I mean, next you, week. You, you've seen them since seventh grade, also. Yeah, so. but I'll know. Like I, you know, you know, kind of sometimes first when, time. You, when you saw it. Yeah. Yes. Where you saw it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, Alfred. All right. You too. Bye. -bye.